This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. So excited to be with you here in Harbor at Home as we gather in living rooms all across this region and kick off our fall September launch of Harbor at Home. I can't even tell you how expectant I am of what God's going to do as we gather together in these smaller groups for the sake of receiving from others, sharing life as a community, and then ultimately out of this space, giving away what we've received to other people outside of even the four walls of our homes. And so welcome. We're going to jump into um, a new series called Impacting Our World. The thing that I love about Jesus is he modeled what a discipleship framework looked like as he poured his life into initially 12 men who turned the fruit of their lives uh, into impacting 120, then 3,000. The story continues, and the known world was transformed. But what that discipleship framework looked like, it was super simple. He taught them how to know God, um, what that meant to actually have a relationship with the Lord, how to then out of overflow love people. And then because of those two things happening well, make an impact in the world. And so we're going to take some time this fall and talk about impacting our world. And so let's just dive right in. We're going to look at Proverbs chapter 1 as we kick off. And I just want to share with you this morning um, the power of the Word of God, especially centered around the gospel of Jesus. There's, there's nothing else that's going to change the world more than us getting connected to the revelation of His Word, especially the understanding of who Jesus is. As we not know that just in our minds, but in our hearts, we're going to be instruments that God's going to use to impact the world around us. So let's look at what um, the writer of Proverbs chapter 1 says. It's actually King Solomon's David's son. He was a man known to be one of the wisest men of the world. So think of the wisdom of God. It was now being manifest in this one. And here's what he writes. Look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. He says, here are, talking about the word of the Lord, Kingdom revelations, words to live by, there it is, something that's practical to our life, and words of wisdom. Now, here's the reason that this comes to us. Look what he says. Given to empower you to reign in life. So the word of God, as it comes to us as words to live by, words of wisdom, it's given to us to reign in life, to empower us to reign in life. Now, here's what he says in verse 2. Follow along with me. He says, Within these sayings will be found the revelation of wisdom, the impartation of spiritual understanding, where it begins to make sense. And then he says, Use them as keys. Now, I want to focus in on that word right there keys to unlock the treasures of true knowledge. Listen, there's a lot of knowledge in this world. There's a lot of things that people give themselves to study. Uh, Intellectualism is, is massive in our country, especially in particular parts of our nation. But 
the writer of, of Proverbs here, Solomon, the wisest man in the world, is saying, hey, listen, the word of God, especially centered around the gospel and who Jesus is, is going to give you understanding of true knowledge. So we're going to talk and look at what does it look like to unlock the treasure of true knowledge, all right? Because we're called to impact this world, not just become... Um, uh, more religious in our activity. We're actually supposed to embody something that's otherworldly, and it's centered around this thing called the gospel. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 16. Look at this with me, starting in verse 15. And this is where there's a lot of talk about Jesus going on in, in, the, in the city. You know, who is this guy? Is he a prophet? Is he a false teacher? Is he a rebel? You know, who is he? So there's all this 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 time and energy um, given to trying to understand who Jesus is, trying to figure out the truth about this man, right? And then so Jesus in verse 15, he looks at his disciples and he says, okay, here's the question. And this is, this is where it comes down for us today. And this is what I want to focus in on. Who do you say that I am? Jesus says to his disciples. So let's listen to that to us. Who do we, who do you say that he is? This is where I believe everything in the earth, every single thing hinges upon. I know that sounds so narrow, but it's a narrow road. But the, the, the answer to who Jesus is, is truly the key that's going to unlock potential for us to bring transformation to our world. So in verse 16, Simon Peter spoke up and says, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Now, look what Jesus says in verse 17. He says, Peter, you're favored and privileged, for you did not discover this on your own. Now, this is what we got to understand. This is the mystery of of, of, of truth that makes an impact, truth that changes the world. He says, for you did not discover this on your own. This isn't something that you can just come up with. He says, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. Oh Lord, may it be so over the harbor. May it be so over our lives. May it be so over the people that we're called to impact, that we don't just give information that, that by the grace of heaven, revelation comes where people can understand the reality of who Jesus is, the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. And he says to Peter, he says this, I will give you the name Peter a stone. In other words, he was Simon before shifting one all over the place, you know, up, down, you know, inconsistent. But he said, I'm going to establish you. I'm going to establish you now on this revelation because he says in this truth of who I am, look at this in the word in verse, verse 18, will be the bedrock foundation of which I will build my church. Now, hold on. We got to understand God is not building his church out of brick and mortar. He's not building his church out of programs. He's not building his church out of fancy seminars. He's not, he's not building his church out of another conference. He's building his church on the revelation of who Jesus is. Now, look what he says about the church. He says, it's my legislative assembly, this ecclesia that's been called out of the culture of this world to manifest a different culture. And you'll be legislative. You'll, you'll have power and authority to actually change the world around you. And he says, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. 
The church will not be overcome by anything, the power of death, as we build our foundation on the revelation of who Jesus is. Now, here's this word again in verse 19. Look at it with me. And I will give you, there it is, the keys of heaven's realm. This otherworldly realm, I'm going to give these keys to you. And keys, we know open things and we know keys shut things. So look what he says here in verse 19. So I'm going to give you keys to forbid or to shut on earth that which is forbidden in heaven. So as we understand Jesus and who he is, we're going to start to understand the world that he came from. And the world that he came from, there's things that are happening here in this world, in this life, that are forbidden in heaven. And I'm going to give you the power, the keys to forbid here on earth. This is where impact starts to get made, where we start to say, hey, listen, enough is enough. Like, it's going to end with me. I'm here to make a difference in my family, in my home, with my children, in my workplace. The things that are forbidden in heaven, I'm going to begin to see those things forbidden in earth because I'm going to model something different. And then the second part is to release on earth, to unlock on earth, that which has been unlocked in heaven. This is why it's so important for us to understand the realm of the Father, the, the, the legislative power of the, the culture and home that the Father lives in that we now have access to through Jesus. Now, as we wrap up these thoughts on, on the Word and, and position our hearts to actually begin to have conversation I want to show you something out of Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. And, and this is an experience with John, the apostle, who was actually the closest one to Jesus while he was on the earth. In terms of proximity, in terms of Jesus' heart for him, you know, John, even in terms of his faithfulness to the Lord, he was the closest one. But I want you to catch something here because he's going to actually see Jesus in a different way than he ever saw him while he was yet alive on the earth. And I want to just set the stage for that because I think so often, you know, we can see Jesus in a certain way. We can even be faithful to Jesus in, in, in a long period of faithfulness. We can even be very sincere and, and committed uh, to the things of the Lord. But the question is, do we see him in the way that he's longing for us to see him, which can only come by the grace of Father giving us the ability to do so, I believe, out of hunger to say, show us the Father. Show us what this one named Jesus is all about. So look what it says in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, as we wrap this up. He says, when I saw him, I fell down at his feet as good as dead. Other translations will say, I fell on my face as a dead man. In other words, there was something so profound, so overwhelming that John just wasn't able to be like he was back in the day when he was hanging out with Jesus. It was like, boom, like down on his face. It was it was. It was just a completely different experience that was going to alter the course of his life forever. And he hears this reassuring voice, and the voice says, 
Do not fear, for I am the beginning and I am the end. In other words, before anything ever existed, I am, Jesus says. And when the end of all things come and comes and manifests on the earth, I am. So you don't have to worry. That which I started in you, I will complete. Open up your heart and see me as I truly am. Do not yield to fear. You see, fear, I believe, is the biggest hindrance of the truth that God wants to reveal to us about his son, about his ways, about his kingdom. We get captured in this other culture that is built on fear, but yet he's inviting us into an atmosphere of love where love, perfected love, cast out all fear. He says in verse 18, I am the living one. I am the one that can make an impact on this world. I was dead, but now I'm alive. And in fact, I'm alive forever and ever. And because of this, so can you be. You can enter into this kind of life. You don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear challenges. You don't have to fear persecution. You don't have to fear the, the, the difficult days that will be ahead because I am alive forever and ever. Here's the language one more time. And I hold the keys that unlock death and the unseen world. There it is. So because of Jesus, we have the ability to come into life and we have the ability to begin to see the world that cannot be seen. But it doesn't end with Jesus. It doesn't end with Jesus. It ends with us actually representing him in these very ways where we now manifest life to others and we be those agents with the grace of God flowing through us to unlock the ability for people to be able to see the unseen world that is in, unable to be seen outside of the grace of God. Look what Isaiah says. I don't, we, don't have, we won't have this on the screen. That's okay. I just want to give you context. You can study this on your own. Isaiah 6, he says, I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up on this lofty throne and the train of his robe, this this beautiful garment of authority filled the entire temple. And it says, and, he, and, then the, and then he says, there's angels around him crying, holy, 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 for the whole earth is full of his glory. How is the earth full of his glory? Because we are carrying the glory of the Lord in us. This ability to understand who Jesus is, the truth of his kingdom, utilizing the keys of authority that he's now given us that he took back from Satan, Right? when he descended into the depths of hell, has now given him a, a, to us to forbid on earth what is forbidden in heaven, to unlock on earth what is being unleashed in heaven. Now, there's going to be some questions on the screen put up here in just a minute for you to take a look at and to open up conversation and begin to dialogue around being ones who are called to unlock treasures so that others can be empowered to actually reign in life. This is what it means to impact the world of God, understanding Jesus and the beautiful gospel and the kingdom that we've been brought into. Listen, God bless you guys. Have an amazing time conversing around the word of the Lord. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. 
Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.